Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast is powerful, and speaking of powerful, somewhere in a parking lot is Johnny Rage. Welcome, everybody, Dags. I feel like every time I step foot into our podcast, like I'm just about ready to step on a thrill ride of some kind. You never know exactly how scared you're going to be or if it's going to go up, down, or what. We're like a thrill ride, this podcast. It is. It's going to go up, down. It's going to go in and out, start slowly, and then increase until there's a powerful climax of pop culture pleasure. Welcome, God, Johnny just, Rage. You, you just made it sound so dirty. I was just trying to be so innocent with it, and there you go again, Diggs. No, that wasn't dirty. That was just life. Oh, I see everything through a dirty lens. Hey, I got a question. I always like to bring up just kind of a general little thought or um, a, some uh, nice little garden variety chat here to kick off our podcast. But I, weird things, things just strike me from moment to moment. This morning, I was eating bacon. Are you a bacon lover? That's kind of a dumb question to ask somebody if they're a bacon lover. Well, here's the thing with bacon. Bacon is good. But I get sick of when people take it over the top. Give me a give me an example. How well, you could know, you take bacon over the top? You know, too much bacon. Talking about bacon too much, like it's life. It's almost like a meme that's uh, ran its course. Bacon is good, but there is a limit. Yes, there is of how much bacon. Bacon is an enhancer, but see, there has to be a powerful ratio, like a BLT. Mm-hmm. If there's too much bacon, that doesn't work either. It's got to be the powerful ratio of tomato, tomato, is it tomato or tomato, tomato, lettuce, and bacon. Too much throws it off. It's kind of like cookies, like cookies, chocolate chip cookies, when they're made in that pan, when they become brownies. No, the, the cookie has to be crisp to be a powerful Toll House cookie. And if there's too much bacon, it doesn't work. The ratio is off. Just like cupcakes, I don't like them because the cake to frosting ratio is off. I enjoy more cake, less frosting. Wow, that's quite prof- that's uh, quite the um, little. Uh, um, I'm just taken aback by all this. I mean, how could you have too much bacon? Then you explained it to me. What would your definition be? You're having eggs and bacon. How many's too much? Oh, that's a good point. Eggs and bacon is a little different because it's off to the side, right? Or are you including it in the meal? I mean, do you no, like I'm take not- some bacon? Do you take some eggs? Or do you mix them up into an unholy concoction? No, generally, at my house anyway, the uh, pound of bacon is exactly 12 pieces. 
And that means three pieces of bacon per person. And heaven forbid you steal one. I mean, people get killed in our home for that. Okay. You don't steal somebody else's bacon. Um, but one of my pet peeves with bacon is when somebody makes it and you grab it and it, it's limp. I want my bacon strip to be sticking straight out as I lift it off the plate. Do you agree with me, Dave? A firm piece of bacon. Do you want yeah, it, I don't want, do you want it angled want up a little bit? I want it stiff. I want it straight out. And oh, that's no angle that, to that, it. That, no angle. This baby's got to be perfectly straight and stiff. So when you lift it off the plate, it's like a diving board almost. Throbbing gristle? I don't like the limp one where the you can add, I mean, there's a ton of fat on bacon anyway, but you disguise it the longer you bake it. That's what I like to see. I don't like these limp things. I don't like that. I like stiff, robust, thick, meaty man bacon. And I had a piece of that limpy, limp stuff this morning. And that just doesn't cut it in Johnny Rage's world. And I just wanted to get your thoughts. And you Maybe you, you should up your medication. Uh, Johnny Rage, this is a powerful pop culture podcast. We're going to talk three movies today. Wow, three, huh? I just want to tease it out for our listeners. God bless you, listeners. We love you all. If you're new to the show, it's a powerful pop culture podcast where we talk about food, movies, and everything in between. And what goes good? We were talking about breakfast. What goes good with breakfast? A delicious cup of coffee. And the best coffee out there is the Tailwagers blend from Alaska Dogworks. I'm going to need you to go to alaskadogworks.com, type in the coupon code Amish Baby Machine, get yourself a delicious bag of Tailwagers blend. It's a powerful medium roast coffee. You're going to love it. We love it. Every bag you buy helps support this powerful podcast. You know, Dags, how there's wine tasting. Maybe we need a coffee tasting. Yes. Some elegant, sponsored by the Amish baby machine. Some fancy, we'll rent some fancy hall. We'll have some of the world's best coffees, including the Tailwager. And it's cutting edge. You, you hear of craft beers tasting, wine tasting, but no coffee tasting. And we'll be pioneers in the field. Are you with me? Powerful coffee tasting. Powerful. Hey, I, I want to. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say I enjoy a light roast, but go ahead. Um, you know, back during our Halloween, ep Halloween episode, do you remember you brought up uh, there was a haunted house down in Tennessee, and you had to, like, pass a physical. You had to sign a 40-page waiver. Remember we talked about that? It was called McGamey Manor. I'm going to drive my daddy's Thunderbird to Tennessee. Yes, I do. Okay, I thought this was interesting. I found out exactly, there's a lot of people that want to actually shut that place down. Um, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. Is it just that scary or what happens? People, um, they're saying it's more of a torture chamber. Some of the visitors have taken to Reddit to express their fear and frustration, warning future patrons against going through with the experience, calling it torture porn. Um, one person said the reason McGamey doesn't accept any money is because 
He only desires the footage of what he puts his customers through. His payment is having footage of people crying, throwing up, having mental breakdowns, and begging for him to let them go. Now, there was supposed to be a safe word. Obviously, he's not adhering to that, but I find this very interesting. The user added that they have admitted to exclusive employing people with touchy pasts. What does that mean, Diggs? No pun intended. Touchy pasts, including some with felonies for violent behavior, claiming that the employees gain some form of gratification out of harming people. Um, Another user leaked a portion of the alleged waiver that apparently says that visitors even risk death, stroke, traumatic brain injury, and dozens of other injuries on the tour. And you know nobody's reading that thing. You know how when you go to download an app, and it's got this long, small, written little thing that you're supposed to accept that none of us read. We could really be giving our lives and our worldly possessions away. You know this 40-page document is done deliberately so people don't read it, I'm sure. But um, the Haunted Attraction's original location was in San Diego. California closed down and eventually moved to one of its locations in Tennessee. Um, I'm just kind of quickly going through this, but I find that interesting because we talked about this. What exactly is in there? And now people, 65,000 people have signed a petition, petition that this thing should close. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Because here you have a guy who's doing his thing. I didn't realize he didn't charge for this. But with all the rigors he puts you through and with a 40-page waiver, do you have a legitimate complaint to sign a petition to close him down? Well, I remember when I, remember when I first started talking about it and you just kind of blew it off. Mm-hmm. So are your thoughts different now? Yeah, because... I wanted, well, I don't know if I was blowing it off. I just thought, are they going through, I thought it was more of a publicity stunt, signing this 40-page waiver, making you take this physical, but then you actually go through it and you're kind of like, oh, that's not that bad. But by the sounds of it, some people who have actually been there, or not, they could be plants, too, to drive more customers. Well, actually, if he's not charging, but to drive more business through his doors. Is this legitimate? But 65,000 people saying it's not. It's not a whorehouse, it's a torture chamber. So it does pique my curiosity a little bit more as to, hey, what's going on here? So, Dags, I'm more physically fit than you, and you have to be very physical, uh, physically fit to go through this. I should probably try to get into that. I thought maybe one of us should go, and I looked at you, and I thought, well, that's not going to happen. Well, if you, so went, I, if you went, it'd be kind of like uh, the stockyards, you know, when they do animal slaughter. What do you mean? You know, you'd have to, you're like a big, big cow or... Hog and you have to go up that, you know, the ramp and you'd bang into the sides. <laughs> really? Okay. But we need to send an undercover. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed with YouTube and, and all the people that are trying to uncover some of the stuff that's happening in this world that nobody's gotten through there successfully with a camera. But does that, my question to you though, do you have a legitimate complaint if you've signed off on this 40 page document? Well, the thing is, you know, it goes from horror, uh, uh, horror house supposed to be fun. You know, you go through and then it descends into this weird, sick saw. You reach a point where, yeah, he's not even charging. So that's got to tell you that that dude's pretty sick. Taking advantage of people. But who says that a horror house has to be fun? That's your interpretation of it. 
Well, I mean, you reach a point where if horror becomes, I mean, real, then it, there, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you going through it, or is there something? No, I blame wrong? the dude. You blame the dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's sick shit. Not yeah, not so- my not my cup of tailwager blends coffee. Do you see what I'm saying? Not my cup of tea. Powerful coffee. Very clever. Now we, we you, know, but, you didn't finish up the bacon. How many pieces of bacon do you eat? Um, that's a great question because I, I kind of am siding with you a little bit on there can be too much. I'm thinking specifically about a BLT. I love a stiff, as I told you, I want it to be like diving board esque when I pull it up off of the um, plate when I'm going to eat it. But when you get that BLT, there kind of does reach a moment where it's like, ah, oh, one too many. Um, I think three strips in a BLT is sufficient, though. Um, but the, the it's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tutorial pop? You don't know the answer to that. The world may meal, never know. The world may never know. It's different. Every every meal you have, you might have to accompany it with more bacon or less. It's just it's a tough answer there. I hold on a second. Yes. That, that if, do you really think, you ever think about that? The world may never know. The world may never we know. We may never know how many goddamn licks it takes. It's freaking me out. I know. It freaked me out since I was a child. I mean, if we can put a man on the moon, how come we don't know how many licks? I don't get this, you know? I mean, we have artificial intelligence. Let's get a computer robot that'll lick that damn Tootsie Roll Pop and we'll count it. We'll all stand in front of it and count it. Let's do this. We can do this. And we're not going to involve turtles and owls either. The the world should know, you know, I mean, the world really should know. So, you know, everyone loves animals. What animal Mm -hmm. do you think is the biggest dick? What animal is the biggest dick? Yeah, Just like you, just a total, you know, asshole. What what animal do you think? What ranks up there? What animal do you think right now is kind of a dick? I think it's the hippopotamus, isn't it? Why is that? Because they're just evil. I mean, they're like 1,200, 1,500 pounds. They don't like people fucking with them. They just want to be bathing and, and enjoy them the moment to themselves. And these people have to get too close to them. And they're like, that's, that's too close. But you that's know? not being a dick. That's just, that's defending their home. I'm talking something like a cat where they always have to knock shit off the table, you know? So I'm wrong with my hippopotamus. Guys. Well, I don't, no, I don't, I don't think they're, a, they're dicks. I mean, I think of a dick like a cat is well fed, but it'll go out and kill a bird for no reason. Right. Yeah, you're right. And and cats, they've always, I read an article, I've told us before, they said if cats were bigger than us, they would kill us. They're just that way. Um, I mean, hippos are sublime. They'll, they'll, you, they'll take a Nile crocodile and just snap it in half. Yeah. I mean, they're evil. They just, you don't want to. Well, I don't think they, they're evil though. I think they're just, they're hippopotamus, meaning the river horse. Powerful Greek translation. Gosh. That was almost horse. sexy. Yes. They, yeah. they hang out in the river. That's their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not being a dick. They're not, they're not going to your house and fucking with you. They're just hanging out in the river. So was that a rhetorical question? What is my thoughts? Or do you actually have an answer to this question? No, I'm just curious, you know, because everyone, you know, oh, the animals, they're so beautiful. There's some animals are dicks. Yeah, well, I'd say the hippopotamus, rhinoceros, rhinoceros, <laughs> try that again. Rhinoceros appears to be 
Even an elephant, you know, you watch these safari tapes where these people just get too close and all of a sudden the elephant just tips the vehicle over and spins it and nobody can do anything because that's this monster elephant is just just spinning it around. The people are in there just freaking out. But once again, that's that's not them being a dick. That's just someone taking their stupid car and driving it into their living room. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I was going more towards like a cat or something, you know, a thing that just causes mischief and havoc powerful show today by the way thanks for listening powerful three three movies we're going to get into what are the two movies you enjoyed jenny rage there's um i didn't get a chance to go to the movie theaters how i really like to enjoy a movie so i did what everybody else does i i went to the old netflix and i have three ways to watch a movie the good ones i want to see at the movie theater um the ones that are really good that you couldn't get to you can get them on the red box or you reserve yourself to Netflix in the downtime in between when you're waiting for a good movie to come. And I was perusing the selection. And I found two movies, one called the silence and the other one is called ravenous. I'll talk about the silence first, uh, with our show prep days. I was explaining this to you a little bit yesterday and it was a complete ripoff of a quiet place. And there was nothing, um, hiding that ripoff whatsoever. Did you see the quiet place? I forget if you saw that or not. Yes. Remember I said it was one of the worst movies I ever saw. Okay. I disagree with you on that. But anyway, um, there was even a deaf girl in a quiet place too. Correct. Yes. They have a deaf girl in this one. (laughs) Well, how do they even get away with that? I, I, I know the silence. They've got a deaf girl in that one as well too. Um, but exact, the storyline is exactly damn near exactly the same. It's a family. It's a survival story trying to make their way. Every, and I, I was talking about this yesterday with you too. These survival movies are always trying to move to a different area of, of the country for some, why don't we just lock ourselves down? Uh, th- these, these creatures that were attacking in the silence were kind of cool though. They were kind of this mutated bad pterodactyl uh dinosaur looking thing um pretty evil looking things with these sharp razor-like teeth and there was millions of them so if you would get out of your vehicle they couldn't see you and they couldn't they could only hear you aka a quiet place um but i i like the i thought the the creature was a little cooler on on the silence versus um uh, a quiet place but exact same storyline family has to leave. That's always the first thing we do. We have to get out of our house. Now, if you're in that same scenario, Dags is what's the first thing you're thinking of? I'm like, no, I'm staying in the house, but they always got to move. Do you notice that? I can tell you something. I chose a movie stayed with the powerful theme, man, man against nature, powerful, the Arctic. And once again, the decision is to shelter in place or try to go somewhere. What they do. Obviously they had to go. Cause that's the storyline. You don't know. I haven't started my powerful review. Okay. But, but the no, question is, should you shelter yeah. in place or should you leave? No, no, it's a case by case scenario. We understand that, but it never fails. There's always somebody that says they heard from somebody else that everybody's rendezvousing in California and we got to get there. Do they have the cool shortwave radio or not? No, they didn't. So this girl actually had her uh, um, iPad 
and the Wi-Fi was <laughs> using the, an the, iPad and Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi was in and out though, so they made it a little believable because she didn't constantly have the Wi-Fi. But there's always a rendezvous point. Yeah, we got to go over here. The Quadrant Six, they're they're flying over there. Um, these birds aren't able to withstand the cold, so we got to go north. And then, of course, all the perils and things that happen to these people as they trek across country. Pretty pretty typical with any survival story. You're going to have your moments of good. You're going to have your moments of bad. You're going to have your moments of sadness. And it has all this wrapped up into it with the exact same, exact same storyline of a quiet place. It's a family um, going from their home to try to get up north because these birds can't handle the cold. So I guess that's one thing we have in our favor here in Minnesota is these these prehistoric mutated bats aren't going to be able to handle our weather, so let's just stay put here. It keeps the riffraff out, the cold of powerful Minnesota. They call them Vespas. That's what they were calling them in the movie. Oh, cool, powerful Italian scooters? Great point. I don't know how they came up. Well, Vespa supposedly means nasty, wacky bird or something like that. Mm. But, you know, it, it it was done... An exact duplicate of a quiet place. The silence is an exact duplicate of a quiet place. I had said that, but yet in its own way, it's got its own story too, which was compelling enough to make it a decent enough movie. Because you're you're watching this and you're saying, "Gosh, this is an act rip. This is an exact. They're ripping off a quiet place, but the characters were endearing." The storyline compelling because that's that that survival stuff always is, and their plight a little bit different than the family in a quiet place. They're all tested a little bit differently. Um, so it it was actually I I, I didn't think going into it because I watched the trailer and I'm like oh this is just a quiet place in disguise. I thought when I watched the trailer I'd say oh this is horseshit. I'm not going to watch this. As I watched it, I enjoyed it more and more, and I thought it was a very good movie called The Silence, and I would suggest it to anybody when they ever were on a uh, uh, peruse the old Netflix and not quite sure what to watch, I would give uh, three buggy wheels to The Silence right now. Now, I was thinking about you starring in The Silence after a weekend bender and a powerful mule at Taco Bell. Can you imagine? There wouldn't be much silence. Those birds would be just all over me because any slight a cowbell was in there and they rattled the cowbell <laughs> all these birds what if they found out that like the that? powerful toxins in your gas would kill them kind of like a war of the worlds i might try to stockpile that then because there isn't a, a zombie apocalypse coming and i'll use it as needed but and do you remember in that, the movie powerful movie uh signs remember that alien farted from his mm-hmm. wrist all right mm-hmm. powerful. um um what was I going to say? Oh, if you remember a quiet place, they actually were collecting sand and then throwing it on their walking paths. This movie didn't go to those extremes. They just walked normally through the tall grass and through the, the sticks and stuff like that. That wasn't enough for these creatures to attack like a quiet place was. It had to be absolutely deafening quiet. Walk and, like an Egyptian. So... That was a little, I thought that was a little more realistic. The fact that they could kind of, they had to be quiet. You couldn't slam car doors and stuff like that, but you didn't have to put sand down to walk. And they were all barefoot in a quiet place. We didn't have that issue in the silence. So Dags, 
I, I suggest and encourage everybody to go watch The Silence. Uh, that's Johnny Rage approved. Powerful review. Thank you for your review. Thank you to everyone that listens to this powerful podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Go to YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Powerful content everywhere you go. Powerful podcast. Whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, we're there. Please leave a review. Speaking of reviews, I got powerful merch, and we're going to give away some merch. We're going to give away powerful T-shirts. All you have to do is subscribe to the most powerful podcast ever created, Amish Baby Machine. Subscribe, leave a review, and send me a direct message on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Make sure you're following us at Twitter, and send me a DM, direct message, proof that you left a review, and then you're in the running for a free T-shirt. Powerful. Great way to support this powerful podcast is our merch, AmishBabyMachine.com. Also, Patreon, Patreon.com. Please support this podcast. We love you. The marketing staff at Amish Baby Machine, brilliant. Absolutely a brilliant marketing team. Um, It's not marketing, it's love. We love you, and we want to get this merch out to you in the most powerful way we know. And that's following us on Twitter, at Amish Baby Machine, and get your merch. It's bringing tears to my eyes. It's the love portion of it. It, 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 there, it is love. <laughs> oh. um, tell me about the Arctic. I, I know nothing of this. And then I'll talk about Ravenous. And I, Of course, I picked another powerful man against nature, survival. We love the survival films on mm-hmm. Amish Baby Machine. The Arctic is about a dude crash-landed plane in the Arctic. It's by himself needs to survive just starts out the guys just all alone in the arctic in a plane and once again we were talking last week about acting there's not a lot of words in this it's basically just him they're showing him fishing and it makes you think what would you do if you crash landed in the arctic you know that's another stolen storyline too i saw a movie just like that last year at the movie theater where a guy and a woman actually land in a mountain, uh, and they had to, uh, the, the pilot dies. I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. So anyway, go ahead. But it's, it's, it sounds like it's an exact replica of that. This was uh, a joint uh, production. It was made by an Icelandic film company and a U.S. film company, I believe. So it was kind of cool. This guy is out in the middle of the Arctic in a plane by himself, and he goes out every day. And he, he builds an SOS. He has to maintain that SOS. Then he has to maintain his fishing lines because, believe it or not, he can get through to through the ice to water to actual fish. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the day to day thing of what's going well, on. Me, and let me guess: he's out on the ice one day. He hears the cracking. He falls through the ice. There, there's got to be a fall through the ice period in this movie. I can I can sense it already. Did I uh, interrupt you? I'm your, sorry. On your. Uh, I, I'm sorry. We have so yeah, Thank go you. ahead. Go ahead. So even if even if it is cliche, it I enjoy the Man Against Nature movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like if you're seeing some action movie, you know exactly what Arnold and Stallone are going to do, but you still enjoy it. Did so, he fall through the ice? Would you let me please finish? I'm sorry. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. 
yes, there is a lot of cliches in the movie, but once again, you know, I was watching it on my little iPad and I thought to myself, see, this movie is meant to be seen in a movie theater. Powerful oh. cinematography, power, powerful views of the Arctic and, oh. and just how small he is in comparison to the giant ice fields and mountains. And you uh-huh. lose that on a phone or you lose that even on a TV. Uh-huh. So some of these movies, obviously there's not a lot of acting. There's not a lot of lines. So it's all about the visual. So I, I think movies like this, that people they are doing them, doing themselves a disservice when they just watch it on their phone. Yeah. So he's out yeah. on the ice and then you wonder, you know, what's he going to do every day? He goes out, he maintains his SOS. He fishes, but then one day he goes out there and his uh, cooler is all messed up. Some of the fish are gone. And then what do you think happened? Johnny oh, big bear shows up. Yes. He's got po- yes. <laughs> you, need, yep. you need a powerful that's, antagonist yeah, in a movie. Right. You need the hero. Then, so you, you see, you see a giant polar bear prince. He didn't get the shit kicked out of him. Like, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Remnant, did he? Remnant See, that's Bear. another powerful movie. Yep. Powerful. So then he has to deal with the polar bear. Oh, boy. And then every day he goes on, he has a hand-cranked uh, kind of machine that sends out a ping to contact, you know, whoever the rescuers are. So mm-hmm. he cranks that, and, you know, ping, ping, ping. Mm-hmm. Every day he does it. And then finally he gets his tone. He's like, can't believe it. Oh, my God, he got the tone. And then you see a helicopter. But then, of course, what's the cliche? It's this early in the movie. What's going to happen? Yeah, of course, they, they don't see him or the fact that uh, they can't land because uh, there's a wind that pushes them back or something like that. The wind knocks oh. the helicopter down and it crashes. Yeah, yeah. So I figured something like that, yeah. So now, then, what, so, what's he, let me jump in here. What's he, what's he living in, in this, this, this Arctic temperature? What's he living in? He's in his plane. He's in the wreckage of his plane. He is. Okay. Okay. So Does he leave? Okay. So okay. like a makeshift little house, which is kind of cool. Cause it reminds me of a uh, Morgan. It's once mm-hmm. again, what would you do? How would you uh, ration everything, set everything up? Mm-hmm. It makes you think. And that's why I like the movie, even though there's a lot of cliches in there. Mm-hmm. So then the helicopter crashes. The pilot is dead, but the co-pilot, this young lady is still alive. So now he has to deal with not only keeping himself alive, but this young lady alive. So that throws in a whole different dynamic in there. And then it gets into, then he's, they have a map on board on the helicopter and he has this little crude map and he kind of has to decide, is he going to stay in the plane or is he going to journey somewhere to get help? Of, of course, you have to do that. Everybody does that, you know. God, that is a, they stole the complete, I saw that movie different, different, uh, it was two people. I told you that already. It was a black dude and a white woman. And they are in a plane and they land in the, in the mountains, the snow crested top mountains and exactly the same thing. I don't think they had a bear come at them. Maybe they, I think they did. I can't remember. Anyway, how much bacon does he eat in the movie? Oh, he ends up killing the polar bear? No, I'm just kidding. I won't give anything away. And having polar bear. But I I, I liked it because it's a a real easy movie to watch. 
Uh-huh. You can just kind of zone out and watch. The beautiful cinematography is really cool. That's why, I mean, I would have loved to have seen that on the big screen. Uh-huh. It's just the big open vistas, kind of like the movie Braveheart. Uh-huh. People, you know, people nowadays, these young uh, kids, they watch it, you know, on their uh, iPad or their TV, and they don't realize how epic that looked in the movie theater. Or like yeah. the, ap- uh, the opening battle scene in Gladiator. Uh-huh. In the movie theater, that was just breathtaking. And then I've watched it on, on, on TV, you know, even on big TVs, and it just, you don't get that effect, that Im- immersion of being in that battle. I agree with you. The, I saw the movie on Netflix called Free Solo, and there's some pretty panoramic, uh, some views that would lend themselves definitely to the, to the movie screen, um, not a television screen. Um, one instance where I would actually agree with you, Dags. No, yeah, and and especially when they shoot like those when they shoot mountains when using IMAX, that mm-hmm. camera system, it's just phenomenal. I mean, you can't. There's no way to to enjoy that without going to a movie theater designed for it, because by the time it's it's compressed down into your little teeny phone or your teeny TV, you're not getting what it looks like. Right. So you're right, so, absolutely. Like a mountain movie like that. With the the vistas, I mean, that's breathtaking. Was that Netflix? This was on Netflix, yes. Okay. Came out this year. I think it was filmed in 2018 and came out, you know, this year. But I enjoyed it. It's a movie. It's just a kickback and just kind of zone out. The background music is really cool. It's just a trippy movie, and it, it gets you to think, and I like to think about what would happen, what would you do. And it, you realize you'd probably last about five minutes out there. <laughs> well, I mean, think about that. I mean, we're so used to our coffees and our Diet Cokes and our, and our little niceties. Our it four would take pieces us, of bacon. It would take us two weeks just to get past the headaches of not having a Diet Coke before we could even venture out of the plane. We'd be like, oh, my God, I need a Diet Coke. We wouldn't be worried about anything else at that point. This guy so. didn't even have fire. Oh, man. He was eating raw fish. Nothing wrong with that, though, is there? No. But so it what was, do you give it, it was what do you cool. give it for buggy wheels? I'm going to give it uh, three out of five. No, oh, that's pretty, for you, that's pretty good. You're always no, so it, critical of stuff. It's a good movie. I don't, like I say, you know, movie cliches, some movie cliches only bug me when I don't like the movie. Mm-hmm. But if it's some movie that I like or I want to like, then I'll oh. kind of overlook the because they have to spice it up. I mean, the guy's stuck in a plane. What are you going to do? Right. You got to have the you know got you got to have the bear. You got to have mm-hmm. you know stuff not working out. Now you said you saw that Dags on Netflix. Um, you know, it was released just a couple of days ago. Talking about um, different way to get movies now was Disney Plus. Are you up on all that stuff? I will not spend money on Disney Plus. Well, do you know how many people signed up to that already? It's been out, I think, for about two, three days. How many how many customers do you think they already have? What is it, 10 million? It's 10 million people have already signed up. And you know why it is? Because they've got the Marvel Universe and they've got Star Wars. And they're taking full advantage of that. But they're charging the introductory price right now is $6.95. You know that's going up because that's how Netflix got all of us. I like streaming services because what that does then is it prevents Netflix from giving us too crazy of a jump. 
because one of the best, I think, investments there is right now is Netflix for what you get out of it and, and, and Amazon Prime. Those are the only two. I know there's Hulu. Now you got this Disney coming on board. I'm not a big fan of the Marvel Universe or Star Wars, so and that's what they're catering to right now. And I know there's a huge population that likes that, but I like more of the movies you're talking about, and I don't know how many of those are going to because they've got Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel. Maybe over time they'll add their own movies. That, and, and they are working with Game of Thrones to try to get something like that on it. Or no, that might have been Apple TV. I'm sorry. Um, but that's coming out to Apple TV, if that's not all. But I have a question for you. With all this streaming now, it's going to be harder and harder for cable to succeed. Would you agree with that? If we have just, but will our cable bill, if you're spending $80 a month for cable and you just replace it with all these streaming, you're back up to 80. Is there any savings? That's well, like, take- like my powerful meme I did. Where what the, was that one? Powerful meme where the, the lady is screaming at the guy and then they show the cat, the white cat, powerful meme. Yeah, that's going around. Oh, yes. every, I've, so, everybody's using yeah, that. Yep. So yeah. my powerful one was the, the the girls yelling, "I canceled the cable bill!" And then he's like, "Yeah, but you then you signed up for eight hundred streaming services." <laughs> yeah. I, so uh, so yeah, it's basically I you're absolutely right. And I, you know, it, uh, to cut in here, I actually think I watched the article was on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay, another another streaming service of which equally as expensive as the rest of them, but they trick you into it because it's a part of your prime membership. You know, they, they get you one way or another. You're right. right. Amazon prime. Then you're paying, right. when you're paying a hundred bucks a month on that. Oh, but no, you're getting uh, free shipping. Well, that, that is a good deal. I think because it's tri- trifecta, you do get free shipping and, and most people get their money's worth out of that, especially around the holidays, but you also get Amazon music, Amazon prime video too. So for a hundred bucks, a, and that's a hundred bucks a year. Whereas Netflix, I think I pay $12. It's $120 for Netflix. I'm not getting shipping. I'm not getting Netflix music. I'm just getting Netflix uh, library of what they have to offer. And more and more of them aren't even doing, they're just making their own original. They're doing their own, like this movie I reviewed for you. That was a Netflix original. That was never at a movie theater. And they're more and more starting to do that competing with uh, Hollywood. Well, if you can say competing with Hollywood, because that's where they're being shot, but competing with the big screen, the big movie screens, um, it's so split up now with all the different ways you can watch movies and such that. Well, here's um, the, here's the thing. Thank God for podcasts. The Amish baby uh-huh. machine pop culture podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. You know, here's the thing with Disney plus. First of mm-hmm. all, I'm not a Disney fan mm-hmm. because Disney just bought everything. Like original Disney, I was, I'm not a real big, big Disney fan. And sure, yeah, they bought the rights to everything, the Muppets, the Marvel, Star Wars, you name it, they own it. But my thing is, once I see a movie, I rarely rewatch a movie mm-hmm. unless it's a couple of the core ones I'll rewatch. But usually I watch a movie and that's it. So I don't, all that, I don't need to watch all the old Disney I don't need to watch Star Wars. So to me, Disney Plus is a no-go. But they also have that new made for Disney Plus only. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, they've got that um, Bounty Hunter. Boba Fret? Yeah. They, he's got a, 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 a series going. Um, that's on Disney Plus. 
So it's not just one movie. We're done. Hope to see the sequel to it. No, this is an ongoing series made for Disney plus. Just no, like, I get it. I saw that. Yeah. Mandalorian is how they call it. I think that's the name of uh, Thor's hammer. But yeah, they okay. keep they keep adding stuff the the apple, the this, the that. And then mm-hmm. the people are obviously buying it, so why not? Right. Yeah, 10 million subscribers and they just opened doors up. I mean, that's How crazy many people money. how many people do you think are sharing passwords? I hope they're wearing rubbers if they're sharing like that. I don't know how many. Well, they're caring. I don't know, but you know, you got to think that people are sharing passwords. Hey, bad news too, I got to add is talking about cutting the cable. I I've done that. I've told you about this before. We've discussed it on this very podcast, but I went to a streaming service, uh, live TV with PlayStation view. Okay. Well, we just got word. PlayStation view is closing the doors, uh, January 30th. What? Yeah. PlayStation view is done. So now I have to go out and try to find after a ton of research going through slang, bang, jing, and ding, and Hulu and all of them. I came up with PlayStation View. It was perfect for what I wanted to do. And I was almost in tears. No, you can't. They're shutting the doors. They've got 500,000 subscribers. They were trying to sell it to somebody. Nobody would pick it up. So they're not taking any more subscribers. Uh, they'll let you, they're going to charge you for December and January is going to be free. And then they're done January 30th. So that's breaking news here on the Amish baby. If anybody else is uh, a PlayStation view fan, I'm an Xbox dude, powerful, been jamming on call of duty, modern warfare. I see there's no sympathy for me. We just have to talk about you and your call of duty. Can we talk about your call of duty digs and how well you, we need, we haven't, have you done a, re- a review on that yet? Of the game Call of Duty? Yeah, can you do it for us next time on this? Yeah, I think I think uh, we had one more film that we're not going to get to today. What, what was Ravenous. the other movie that you watched? Well, I'll do it in a nutshell. Ravenous, uh, a zombie movie. Um, I always loved zombie movies, but then I was kind of burnt out on them. But then I kind of yearned for one, so I went back to it. It's called Ravenous. Again, it's on the Netflix. All done in French. So you have to uh, do the subtitles. But one good thing about <laughs> One good thing about the those zombie movies and stuff, you can't talk because again, if you talk, it awakens them to the fact that you're living. So it's 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 very few words are spoke. So you're not it's not endless subtitles. So very easy to follow along, especially if you're on your phone because your phone is always right up plastered up against your nose. Very good, simple, same thing. Survival movie. They must move from point A to point B, and along the way, they fight the zombies. And how do they get themselves out of the various out of their various uh, predicaments? Um, I like this one because the characters, it was filmed up in Quebec, a kind of remote area. Um, and you got a feel obviously for the hillside and the whole town of Quebec and Canada. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. It's a zombie flick. What more can you do with a zombie flick? It's not what more can you do with a zombie flick. It's do you fall in love with the characters? And I did fall in love with the characters. You feel this closeness to them. You feel like you're right there with them. Uh, in the survival movie going from point A to point B. And that's why I like, they did a really good job with the characters on this. It's nobody you're going to know all no names from Canada, but very good movie called ravenous. Um, I give that three stars also. That's a Netflix uh, um, review. And maybe this Disney plus we can try it out. They got a seven day free period that you can try it. But again, I see the lineup, not interested. I see you aren't either. Um, but we'll see. We'll give Disney Plus. I might have to give Disney Plus a whirl because what I like about this stuff is the cable of old always had these 
two-year contracts. Streaming services don't do that to you. You don't like it, you stop. You know. However, you have to find where in the contract it is that you can actually stop it. So it takes you like two weeks to review all that 40-page document. Oh, this is how you do it. <laughs> so, but other than that, takes that's all I got for you. Anything else? Powerful 1999, I believe there's a powerful movie, Ravenous. Check it out. Powerful cannibalism. Well, this one's not from 1999. This is a different. No, I know. I'm, I'm thinking back to powerful movie, powerful cannibalism, powerful cold once again. Man Against Nature. Yes. It's a great movie. Check that out, Ravenous. We'll, we'll have to have Johnny Rage find that somewhere if it's streaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once again, oh. Johnny Rage, thank you for joining us on the most powerful podcast ever created, The Amish mm-hmm. Baby Machine. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything to the listeners before we sign out? And the great words of the actress from... Um, Oh, what's that horror film that I saw that you said is a chick flick that you hated? I went to see both of them, the sequel and the prequel. Happy Death Day. And the famous words of the actress from Happy Death Day. Bye! Cool. Thank you guys for listening to this powerful episode. We love you all. Make sure you do one thing for us. Tell a friend. Tell a friend to spread the word about the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.